Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Trolls of the Two-Ton Bridges, or T-O-Triple-T-B. My name is Greg Dykes, and I will be your dungeon master for this evening. After last week's session of parties with Wooker Nuts and a little bit of peculiar yoga by our resident monk, our party finds themselves setting back out into the jungle, having assessed the Order of the Gauntlet, and it is now their task to help the Order in whatever way they can. Heading back to the city, will they find their way back through, or will, perhaps, Rana get them lost again? If you want to learn more about the podcast or anything about uh, what we're doing, our release schedules, or any information about us, you can find us all over the social medias at T-O-Triple-T-B-Podcast. That's T-O-T-T-T-B-Podcast. And I invite you this evening to join us for adventure. The Log of Percival Silverlight We are decided. We are to leave Camp Vengeance as soon as possible. We do not know if the Order of the Gauntlet intends to take our canoes or help us on our way. Only time will tell. As we prepare for leaving, Siliqui has picked up some missives to be delivered back to Port Mianzaro. Commander Breakbone appears very keen to get help from us in setting up a supply chain from Baldur's Gate to Port Mianzaro and then on to Camp Vengeance itself. This is perhaps a good plan as I do not think they will last much longer without assistance. If they let us leave in good faith, then we may need to assist these soldiers against the undead. After all, I think their lack of basic items like moustache wax needs to be addressed. Breakbone is right to be stressed. According to Salhana, another captain of the camp, though, there is more to Breakbone's current state. Adventure! Captain Sarkana, um, uh, I mean, it's um, Captain Brickbone, okay. I, I did um, see see Captain Brickbone earlier, and I understand there's a lot going on at the moment, but they seem so stressed and under pressure. Is there, is there anything we need to know? Salhana sort of looks at you, like, quizzically for a second, and then glances left and right, and sort of leans in a little conspiratorially and just says, he's in shock. The raid on Camp Righteous hit him a little harder than I think he likes to admit. But he has done as best he can. No one can deny that. But this is not his war, if you know what I mean. I, I think I might. There, there seems to be a little bit of um, conflict between Brickbone and um, 
and Firebeard as well. It seems like Firebeard has, whilst they all, they're on the same team, it seems like Firebeard wants um, uh, a different thing from from um, Breakbone with with the uh, how how the place is built. Uh, I mean, is there is there um, difficulty between them, or is it just a, a difference of opinion? We do our duty to our commander, um, and both both myself and Firebeard, to the best of our abilities, have maintained this camp and made sure that the order does not fall. But Commander Breakburn, as I say, has has struggled to adapt to this new war. Out of interest, would um, would any of uh, Zibby's spells, or actually Rana's spells, would they be able to help him with shock? Um, I don't know. Lesser restoration, perhaps? That's what I'll go for. The thing is, lesser restoration is more for... I mean, there's there are things like levels of madness and, you know, actual diseases that lesser restoration is meant to heal. I would say, certainly, if you want to cast the lesser restoration on him, you can do. Uh, what's the exact wording what? for lesser restoration? Uh, you touch a creature and can end either one disease or one condition afflicting it. The condition can be blinded, deafened, paralysed or poisoned. Oh, really? So it's not really... It's not really for the calming of the nerves. Not really, no. I'm mm. sure there is something. I mean, by all means, you can cast it on him and see what happens. But as I say, it's not really something that magic can necessarily just... You know, you can make him forget about his situation, but that might make him a worse commander. Um, I think um, yeah. Silicon could help him with PTSD over a long course of time with things like meditation, but she wouldn't be able to do anything instantly. Yeah, I, just, I think it's just one of those things. It's just, this is the situation he's in. He's struggled to come to terms with it, and you know, you're sort of—it's helping without pushing too hard. I think. Although I feel like as DM, I'm starting to give too much away. Um, <laughs> but essentially, this is this is what um, Salhana is hinting at: is that yeah, he's he's in shock, and while he's you know he's tried, it seems like Salhana is certainly of the opinion that she and Firebeard are sort of carrying the camp as a result. Um, yeah, let me try. Uh, let me try uh, lesser restoration on him. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Are you going to ask so his permission, or just sort of burst in and just start <laughs> casting spells? No, I'm going. I'm going. Uh, no, Zibi's going to um, walk up to uh, Breakbone and go as a commander. I notice you're not quite yourself at the moment. Um, if you come with me, uh, let me see if I can do something to help you sounds oddly suspicious but yeah um <laughs> doesn't it um roll me, let me help you roll me a charisma persuasion charisma persuasion oh jolly good but, uh, yeah because this is effectively you're trying to be his chum what the ish ish yeah uh so 14 in total yeah that's not bad yeah i'd say yeah so he's a little bit He's a little bit suspicious. He's in his command tent, so when when you say you go over to him, you go to the command tent. Oh, sorry, um, I thought he was actually outside with us. No, no, that's... No, yeah, so no, Breakbone yeah. hasn't actually come out. And when you go in, you actually notice the Breakbone is still in the same clothes that he was in last night when you saw him. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, instead of, you know, sort of come with me, just rephrase it slightly, sort of like, let me yeah. see if I can do something to help you there. Uh, and... Uh, look up to the skies and go big man Commander Blakebourne here 
he's got a great weight on his shoulders. I'd be much obliged if there's anything you can do to uh, put his mind at rest. And with that, sort of cast uh, lesser restoration. Okie dokie. As you feel the magic go into Breakbone, he was initially a bit suspicious and is, you know, somewhat trepidatious at the at the idea of having a spell cast on him. But you are a cleric, so he's sort of like, okay, let's just see what happens. You do see some of the creases that are around his eyes perhaps seem to soften slightly, but you're not sure if that's as a result of the spell or if that's a trick of the light. You can feel that magic go through him and you can see that there is some sort of reaction. He feels that magic too, but beyond just sort of those little subtle things of just kind of like it seems like some of the muscles he's been holding tense are, are just ever so slightly relaxed. And he just says, thank you. I, I appreciate the gesture from one follower of justice to another. I, well, perhaps there's something else we could, we could try when we come back. I think I would appreciate that. Come. It's almost time for the, the gates to open, I assume. Speak to Firebeard. I have arranged with him to, uh, to have provisions given to you for your journey. Safe and speedy travels right. to you. Very much obliged to you, Commander. Please, just make sure we get that support. We have to make sure that we can survive. We'll do our best, Commander. Um, who's actually got the, the letters? Was that uh, Siliqui or was that... Yeah. I believe Siliqui took them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, presumably she's been walking around with them on her back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, come back outside, join everybody else. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Are you guys going to go find Firebed? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Because mm-hmm. yep. I kind of assumed to be, are you going to relay what um, Commander told you? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that okay, makes sense. Really, don't we? It takes a little, like, digging around, but eventually you find Firebeard holed up in the watchtower at the back of the camp. And he sort of, he grumbles at being woken, and then he kicks one of the other guards that's next to him and just says, get them the provisions. And he sort of delegates that job to them, rolls back over, back to sleep. And you are given, each of you get five days rations um, out of what they mm-hmm. could uh, what they could make. The majority of it is meat. Um, however, after a slightly awkward moment when they realise they've given a vegetarian monk a meat-filled pack, they sort of they, they're able they're able to switch it out quite hastily for some of the some of the fruits. Thank you very much. I do appreciate the um, consideration for people doing it. I, 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 I'm very happy with you doing that. Thank you very much. Rana, you notice Lorsa sort of moving about, starting to rouse her tribal warriors. I believe, did you not want to talk to her about what to find in the jungle, making rain catches and stuff before you left? Yes, that would be a good idea. Though it does occur to me, um, at the point I decided to do that, I wasn't aware that the guys were Charlton natives, so I would assume that they would know about the rain catchers. So certainly you could um, perhaps embellish. The thing is, being a druid, your knowledge is probably a little bit more... um, Robust. Yeah, robust. a little bit more robust. So, for instance, the fact that, you know, you, you know of these, uh, uh, I forget what they were called now, Yulik um, leaves? The beetles. Yeah, uh, Yatcha beetles. And the beetles. Yeah. And you've yeah. also hung around, with, uh, with, you've hung around with Percy now for two weeks, so you've got, you, you know what elaborating is and over-elaborating. 
says she. <laughs> I would say it would be a safe assumption that perhaps they perhaps they know of it, but they're not as good at finding it. So perhaps you could sort of say, oh, you can find uh, these what, by... What I can do is, um, if I go over to Lorsa, and I obviously I'll mention um, in particular um, the rain catchers, but in particular the, the Yatcher beetles, because I think that being cured of the monkey uh, monkey madness would be beneficial. And I'll say, mm-hmm. if you give me a moment, I can tell you where these beetles can be found. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I also does seem quite keen to uh, to learn. So after she makes her rounds, sort of rousing the tribal warriors, taking stock of you know who's who's available, who's who's hardy. Most of her tribal warriors, again, because they are natives of Chult, they aren't as stricken as the rest of the order. So you know the majority of them are are doing okay. And she comes she comes back to uh, receive your teachings. Um, I'll I'll sort of uh, explain uh, the theory and I'll I'll, I'll demonstrate some elaborate knots things on a bit of twine or a bit of a you know, I don't know some bits of sort of leather strapping and stuff that I keep up my person for tying up packages and things and then I'll say um, I have I have a, a, a spell that I can cast um, that will help uh, that will allow me to locate these beetles uh, like I can tell you where they are um, if you'll give me a moment to cast it okay so I will cast locate animals or plants which mm-hmm. is um cast as a ritual so it doesn't use a spell slot mm-hmm. uh, i did just say um i'm not casting this off the cuff i did message about two minutes ago to say that i was preparing these because i remembered overnight that yep. i might need to do this um so yep. yeah, no, that's right. um, uh, specify or describe uh, the name of a specific kind of beast or plant concentrating on the voice of nature in your surroundings you learn the direction and distance to the closest creature or plant of that kind within five miles which is a really long way okay. now that i've just read it um, so essentially, yeah, um, that's I'll, a very I'll, long distance. It's a really long distance. Um, mm. uh, I've also realised I also get the one that lets me find an object as well um, with, ex- with essentially perfect accuracy up to mm. a thousand feet, which sounds yep. like every GM's utter utter nightmare. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's also if you know somebody has it, it can also be a good way of being like, yeah, I can be as serious as I like, and you guys will still know where to go. So I can, yes. I can, you know, put up as many barriers as I like on the way because you, you will know which way to go by me saying, go that way. Yes, this is also true. But I, I haven't memorized <laughs> that one yet, so I can't do that one. Um, so I... I will use this for the Yatcha beetle. Um, mm-hmm. And I will use this to basically determine uh, where the biggest either single beetle or concentration of beetles is nearest. I was camp. going to say, it says locate the nearest. So it sounds like you're locating one. Um, that yeah, is nearest. Where there's one, there'll be others. Um, it, so that is true. So I mean, it, 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 it does specify specifically the closest individual item in that instance. So yeah. it, it can't track groups. Um, but on yeah. the basis that they'll, they'll probably all hang out nearby each other because they're all the same beast, um, I will use that to determine uh, what direction and how far, and then I will tell Lorsa where they are. Bear with me. Uh- Okay, so the nearest one is west of the campsite by about, uh, seems to be about 30 feet away. (laughs) Right outside the wall. Right Um, outside the wall, yes. Right right outside the wall. In fact, depending on where we're standing, it's it's, it's inside the camp. It's inside Um, the camp, yeah. (laughs) It's here with us. (laughs) Um, The call is coming from inside the house. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> no, it, it just reminds me of Aliens, where they sort of like, uh, they're going, it's inside the room. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see it. Okay, okay. Just to, just to sort of take you through, take you behind the screen here, I basically rolled for a direction and then rolled a, rolled a 60 dice without really thinking about, right, how much distance am I assigning to each one of these sides? <laughs> so I just said feet and then realized, oh, hang on, that doesn't make sense. So <laughs> like 10 it, feet away or something. It, so it's, it's in the jungle's edge, just west of camp, basically. So Pretty I'll tell Lorsa, yeah. um, uh, there is the Archer Beetle, um, uh, and it, it also locates the largest nearest beetle, so it'll be a big juicy one. Uh, the oh. largest juicy beetle uh, is just west of camp, uh, I'll tell her that um, whilst they're not the tastiest of creatures, um, they are safe to eat raw or cooked, and they they can be found in some abundance in the jungle. So they are a reliable, safe food stuff, um, which also helps mm-hmm. you not get infected with monkey sickness. So I would advise that these are a sustained, a good, uh, readily available food source for the troops and things. It feels very peculiar. I just had run through my mind, just, oh, you know how to treat a woman, just point her to the nearest, biggest beetle. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, is, this, is, this is how Rana, this is how Rana rolls. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how Rana rolls. Um, oh, lordy. Rana knows how to look after a person. Uh, <laughs> biggest, juiciest beetle. In the jungle, that's, that's what you need. Okay, so... Um, I'm going to say there probably isn't enough time to sort of properly teach the nuances of building, say, a rain catcher, to be honest, with the with the fact that you guys kind of want to leave with the outgoing morning patrol. Yeah, um, yeah, there, yeah there probably isn't probably isn't time for that, but you definitely, yeah, you can update Lorsa on these beetles, the leaves that you uh, sort of described, the leaves that will help out as well. You can see she's, she's taking... Not exactly notes. She's not laying a pulled out a notepad or anything like that. But she's uh, sort of avidly taking in what you're saying, just sort of making mental notes of things to look out for in their travels. Um, Rana, Rana finishes up and he notices that everyone's getting ready to leave and says, "It's time we must be going. We will keep a watch for the items you requested, um, and if we find them, we will bring them to you." Uh, and it was good to dance with you. It has been a long time since I have seen my own people. You're a very good dancer yourself. Keep true to your promise, and perhaps we shall dance again. Rana, uh, not sure how to respond to people who respond to him, because people <laughs> usually don't. Um, uh, he immediately um, goes a bit pink in the face, and then mutter something in Goblin uh, on the assumption she probably won't understand something about women and then turns around um, and then walks uh, sort of slightly hunched you know as though he's trying to you know like not be able to look at him and then uh, basically walks him in the direction I had expected that by the way and you hear behind you the word Goblin for men (laughs) damn it Rana, Rana hunched over even further. You know, like when someone makes a mistake in public that they don't, they really don't, they don't want people to see, but they know that everyone saw. So they try yep. to fold themselves into the tiniest possible space they can occupy, um, while simultaneously ceasing to exist. Um, he does that. Fabulous, absolutely Smooth. fabulous. Okay, dokes. So, as the patrol get themselves together, the gate is pulled open. And ahead, down the earthen ramp, you can see the canoes. Breakbone, in a sort of, in sort of breaking from normal character a little bit, does step out 
not out out but he steps into the doorway of his tent and raises a hand in farewell just your please soliloquy i think you look back and you see that yeah there's there's a slight change there there is there is something a little bit more relaxed in breakbone's face hmm. i assume are you guys now going to leave uh, i believe so uh, yes i think so so heading out um the uh, wait, hang on. Let me just let me open the gates for you. Hold on. <laughs> zombies! No, oh, no, hang on. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's fine. <laughs> Why didn't anybody tell us about the zombies? You know. <laughs> you think I would give you just like a tiny horde of zombies? No, there's a there's a T Rex out there. No, <laughs> it's a horde of T Rexes. <laughs> no, no. As the gate is pulled open, you let the patrol march out. They head off sort of north around up to the side. And you guys are free to get back to your boats and you can head off uh, if you so wish to do. I think we probably should do. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One question. Yoka. Mm -hmm. Have you left Yoka in the camp? Uh, what are we going to do with Yoka? Are we going to take him to try and get to Yoyak or are we going to just abandon that here? Well, the thing is, we're heading straight back. Yeah. We're not going through Yoyark. We're, we're, yeah, we really want to take him to town. What we should do is yeah. take him with us and exactly. then just kick him to the curb, you know, um, a few miles upstream, downstream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that what the team wants to do, or do you? Uh, well, I, I mean, if this is being discussed, um, like Percival's there, he's, he's like, he's untying the boats and all this kind of stuff. He's like, well, well I thought we were going. Is it not a little bit dangerous to, uh, if we then go down the river? If he goes back to his people, he could tell them all, everything about the camp vengeance and how exactly. to get in there. We've just been reconnaissance for him. And um, they, they could overtake camp vengeance and they could get the undead and all that. Could it not all go wrong? When we were in Podnizado, could they not overtake the camp or something or, or something go horrible? And then when we get back, half the camp's gone because Gimp Boy has uh, gone and um, buggered it. <laughs> you know, Siliqui brings up hundreds of good points. I think this goblin is a piece of shit. He's already overrun one camp. Do we want him to overrun this other one? All he needs to do is say, Oh, I, I killed all of those heroes, especially that Percival Silverlight fella who's amazing. I killed all of them. And now look at me, I'm free. Let's go to the camp. I've looked all around it. I'm brilliant. And, and then like, maybe they, the, uh, the rest of the goblins... In uncanny impersonation of Yoka you had there in Percival <laughs> in, in Percival's head everything's like that so <laughs> um, yeah so what, you know kick, kick him to the curb I think we've only got two choices either leave him here or bring him with us and then chuck him in the, the drink for all of the quippers Rana says I agree we should take him with us and that we should leave him on the journey we do not need to leave him on the west bank where his tribe is we can leave him on the east bank we found him on the east bank uh yeah you oh, found no. you found him yeah you found him on the east bank um so i think i get what you're saying rather but other way around we could leave him on the west bank rather than <laughs> the east bank where we found him. <laughs> he has no boat and he will not be able to cross the river if he survives in the jungle on his own when he is only a single goblin, which is unlikely, he deserves a chance at life. If he is strong, then he will survive. But we have all seen him, and we know that he is not strong. 
but we cannot kill him outright. Murder is murder. I agree. I don't I don't condone that senseless murder by anyone, even if he's a weird-looking goblin who tried to kill us. CB, what, what do you think we should do with him? I think we should probably not murder the little fucker outright. Uh, that might be taking things a wee bit far, even if he is a goblin. I stand by what I said before. We take him with us and then we kick him out somewhere where he can't do any harm. Well, I, I think we're all good with uh, not taking him to Port Nizaro, so somewhere I wouldn't want him to come to harm either. Like, I, I think wherever we kick him out, it needs to be somewhere that's relatively safe, or at least it appears to be safe. Um, like, kicking him overboard into Clippers, for example, would not be acceptable. Um, but actually um, putting him on ground, you know, on actual ground somewhere that, that seems relatively safe, I think is a, is a decent idea. I mean, you've seen this place. There are probably land quippers. Possibly, but as long as we don't know about it and as long as we don't see them, then in our mind, it's safe. So murder's fine. Murder is fine no. as long as you don't know that you've committed murder. Great. We haven't committed the murder. The other things have. If we can't see them in the first place and if he's too stupid to get out of their way, then it's not our fault, is it? Uh, out of sight, out of mind. And Percival goes over to the boats and just sits down. Just <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'm waiting to go now. <laughs> as far as he's concerned, that conversation's done. Thanks for your help there, Percival. Thanks. We'll, we'll carry all this stuff to the boat then, shall we? <laughs> no, I was assuming it was always. Rana says, uh, if we are agreed that, the, that Yoka will come with us, uh, I will speak to him now. Um, on the assumption that Yoker is probably languishing, tied up to something nearby. That would probably be a fair assumption. Um, I'm just double-checking something just now before you go back for them. Break, frantically googling land quippers to see if they're a thing in trouble. If they're not, they will be soon. <laughs> it's got legs! It's, it's, it's a creature I can throw at my party. Uh, a swarm of quippers. I'm sure he's not just meant to make shit up. Um, <laughs> not in that way, at least. They're like those little mud skipper fish. They're the ones with the, use their little fins as legs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, being chased by that is, is not really a... But that is, that is basically, if you look at a mud skipper fish and look at the artwork for an abolet, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> just just the mud skippers actually sounds like the, a rather good folk band. The, like, the mud skippers I, I'm on board with. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, yeah that's, that's definitely a folk band in, in Aaron Jumpers and... So completely. Yeah, the mud skippers. <laughs> Just they only do sea shanties. <laughs> we are the mud skippers. We like to go to sea. The way they make her lady sick and they're very prick. Um, <laughs> oh, the year was 1778. I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. And a letter of Mark came from the king to the scummiest vessel I'd ever seen. God damn them all. Like that. Loads of them. So you guys are going back for Yoka, aren't you? I believe Rana said he was going to go get him. I just throw, yeah, just dump him somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Correct. All right, fair news. Yeah, the camp is, they're reluctant to leave the gates open for so long, but you manage to quickly get it and you can see they're pushing the gates shut again. But they sort of, they leave enough space for you and Yoka to just sort of slip through. The Yoka, in fairness, is still sort of tied hand and foot at the minute. Um, so it's more like you kind of carry him like a football through the gap in the gates. Um, Rana reaches down with um, like his eating knife and cuts the 
cuts the bonds feet, but keeps his hands tied. Mm-hmm. Um, and then says in Goblin, uh, you come with us in the boats. We will leave you halfway on our journey north. It is up to you to survive the jungle. But after your attempts to escape, we will do no more than that. He he gives you kind of a dirty look, and you hear him mumble, but he says whatever he's saying low enough. You get the tone is definitely insulting, but yeah, you can't quite pick up the exact words that he uses, and he just sort of says, "Life is better than no life," I suppose. Suddenly, he's he's gone. He's gone very deep voice there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rana just ignores the comment um, and just sort of um, not viciously but just sort of pokes him in the back and just pokes him forward basically so he gets on the boat and says uh, Yoka and says you know sit in front of me uh, and then says if you cause trouble on the boat you go into the river Okey-dokey. as you guys head off towards the boat you see Rana pop on through and the doors close behind you. Uh, uh, nice loud thud. I'm 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 still inside the fort, and oh, I can't it? see oh. it. Rana's Rana's left behind. Uh, where's, on. where's Rana? So ends Rana's tale. <laughs> <laughs> he was gone forever. <laughs> How did Rana die? He, he died of horrible diseases, locked in a month in a plague-ridden fort. Oh. Pretty much. Well, to be sure, I turned around, and he's, he was behind me. I turned back, and he's gone. <laughs> I have no idea. He's like that. He's only small. So you guys are going to be travelling by canoe. So now we will move over to the map of Cholt so that we can go, talk through... And um, who's going in what boat as well? Because there's four of us and a goblin and a big bird now. That is true, but each of the boats can take three people. Three, yeah. So okay. it's actually it's it's actually less of a squish than last time when you had Undra as well. Yeah. Um, like, Polly doesn't actually have to sit on somebody's lap this time. She <laughs> can just sort of be free range. Free, free range. What? what? <laughs> Zibby will... Um, hop in a boat with the goblin and yeah Polly the X-Beak uh, and I think um, it makes uh, uh, we need to separate people out a bit yeah because that would be if Zibby's trying to keep hold and make sure Yucca's okay somebody's got to row that canoe which would be yeah, Zibby you can't, and you that can't would mean that you can't attack you no, know, I've, I've, tied a, I've tied a stone around his neck so if he jumps in the river he'll drown <laughs> <laughs> Determined to just hey. it's determined to look after him and Polly. Okay. Now Polly, Polly's fine. Polly will just curl, curl up and with her head under a wing and go to sleep. It's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I just it's like, uh, wee man, can you tell your wee goblin pal here that if he tries to run away, I will feed him to the bird. Bit by bit. Rana. <laughs> Rana. Rana translates that. Uh, sorry, so you have Siliqui, Percival and Rana in one boat and I so, yeah. Zibi, Yoka and um, Polly in the other boat. Polly, yeah. Yes. Polly, where is Polly? 
Does Rana have any yeah. objections to where we sit in the boat or anything like you did before, or was he happy um, with? <laughs> Rana, Rana um, glances once again at Percival and <laughs> states quite strongly he would rather sit in front of Percival if there's an option. <laughs> would you prefer to be in the middle or would you prefer to go in the front? Rana says, as a skilled navigator, I should be in front to see the way. Of course. You, you, I think it would be good practice for you, Rana. Absolutely. I think that if that's what you want to be, you need to practice and that's good you for know, you. Sounds like Rana's taking some cues from Percival there. <laughs> Every, everybody can take cues from Percival. He's got lots. So, yeah, I'll get in the boat in that order. Make it excellent. So, what we are going to do is move you guys to the players' map control now. Yeah, just make sure Polly and Yoka come with us as well. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just yeah. it's just your views of Roll20 that oh, okay. I'm moving. I'm not moving the players around. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's not like massive versions of you suddenly appear on Chalk. Um, <laughs> that would be a bit. That would be a bit silly. Mostly because you'd you'd be about the same size as Portney and Zara. Um, and it'll take us all of about like uh, two, three goes to be able to cross from the very top of the entire yeah. Chalk to the bottom. Yeah. I know where everything is. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> Here be Chalk. Okay. Right. Um. If you look in your lovely journals, you should find a updated navigation information yeah. thing. These are the new rules, adapted rules that I'm going to be going with now. Um, it makes it a little more complex, but I'm hoping it will actually speed up the whole travel process um, by essentially cutting down the amount of um, wisdom survival checks you need to do. And rather than going wildly off course it's more a case of if you fail the check then it will take you longer to get where you're going um, yeah. and if you succeed by so many points then you will actually manage to shave off some time on your journey so um can i ask uh rana what's your survival is it plus five yeah it's plus five so of course we know you guys want to go to portney and zaro and because you've got the canoes we've got the river to judge how far you need to go Mm -hmm. So the thing we need to do now is work out how many days is that going to take you just in general. So it's two hexes per day, isn't it? Yeah, it's two hexes per day. So how many hexes between you guys and and Portney and Zara? If, if, are we going to follow the course of the river? I'm assuming. Yeah, assuming that you assuming that you follow the course of the river with no changes. Nineteen. How many? Sixteen. Nineteen. Oh, I'll make it sixteen. Oh, <laughs> there's there's some corners where like the river like just nips into the edge of another hex so it depends if you count those or not i was counting all of those so yeah so it's 16 yeah 16 hexes between in a straight line but yeah i think yeah rana i think you're yeah you're right it's 19 hexes well, altogether I, I did actually go around the river i didn't just straight line it which is weird did you? yeah yeah, so I mean, yeah fo following the route along the water to and, and to be honest Portney and Zaro, while it's sort of there-ish, you're just kind of like you pull up alongside it to actually return the return the canoes. So if we say we say sixteen, so eight days journey. Um, yeah. Okay, right. So looking at the new way of doing it in regards mm -hmm. to that, 
And, you know, I'm looking at the travel speeds on that, on your new lovely written updated navigation document. Um, Thank you very much. No problem. Uh, credit where credit is due. Um, mm-hmm. The travel speeds. So fast pace, it says that it will increase the chance of reaching uh, destination fewer days, but the navigation check is well, it's well successfully, but comes with a minus five penalty. So Rana's got a plus five on survival. So basically it'd be wiping that bit out. So it would just straight. be a straight yes. roll. You would also um, you would also have yeah. the negative of the passive perceptions should you come across an encounter, uh, yeah. which uh, we're trying to make sure I kind of determine if you have an encounter before yeah. you make the journey. Um, mm-hmm. But hopefully we don't have too often an impromptu journey where I have to hastily put together an encounter. Mm. Um, and the normal pace, so that basically said that no modifiers are added. So that's exactly the same as fast pace because Rana loses his plus five. But then they've all got their normal passive perceptions. Is that right? Yeah, so normal pace is kind of, it's the, it, that's probably the most, the safest way to go because it's, you know, it's, there's no likelihood of losing out. Um, yeah. So the things that you guys can't see, I've got like GM notes where I have a little table that tells me, um, depending on the DC and depending on the role that you make, how many days I should add or subtract from your journey. So so does that mean a slow pace? Because it says a slow pace comes with plus five bonus to the navigate, navigate survival check. Does that mean he would get plus ten rather than just plus five? Because he's got a plus five to his five already. Yes. That's, yes. yes. Right, so yeah. basically slow pace, you're almost guaranteed to not get lost because of yeah. all the Yeah, you're almost guaranteed to not get lost, but it will take, it, you Forever. know, there, there's, there's very yeah. little likelihood of shaving off the amount of time. Yeah. Uh, also, if, if the longer it takes, we, we, the long, I mean, we, we have food for. I mean, I, I have food for ten days because I caught that monkey thing, but we probably got like between eight and ten days food, depending on which. Yeah, we've got a bit now. It. So oh, no, we, we got extras, didn't we? Because um, one of them gave us an extra five days each. We should be fine on normal pace, I think. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not under like a massive rush to get back. We're not on a time yeah. sensitive quest. We just we, we need we want to get back. We, we might be. The only issue is the insect repellent. Yeah, and that's that. That was going to be my point. Yeah, because um, we didn't ever get any extra this, of that. Really, this said this said we we have fifteen currently. There's less of us. Rana doesn't need it. There's yeah, only three so, of us. so we're only going for three at a time. Fuck the goblin, he can deal. He, no, he doesn't need it. Either. Oh, that's right. <laughs> if he did, tough. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't condone murder, but you know, mm-hmm. I need that. Of course. Uh, yeah, but it's different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I ain't getting disease for no goblin. Yeah. So with uh, so with the sort of uh, I don't know checklist that I've got that I've got here, having having worked out the route that you're going to be going, um, I assume then that you are going to have Rana as your navigator for the group. Yeah. Yeah. Why so. break with tradition? We, we, we need to make him feel useful, even if he's still learning mm-hmm. a bit and he's not quite like up there. We we need to kill, still support his um his commitments he, and his drive to mm-hmm. learn and to be better. So we uh we'll let him. Yes. So for that, there are going to be two legs of the journey. There is the leg of the journey that is in the jungle, where it is obviously harder to work out exactly where you are, and then the leg of the journey at the coasts, where you essentially you've come out of the jungle and you're just sort of making your way around Port Nianzara. Right yeah. from there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So Rana obviously has advantage because all of this takes place within his, for want of a better his word, manner. home territory. Yeah. His manor. His, his, hood. his hood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my manor. Um, and we've travelled it before as well. So there yeah. is. There is also that. Unless you want to go for the whole familiarity breeds contempt rule, 
and then take away my advantage. But that would be harsh. <laughs> Um, that would be harsh. Is that a rule? I have sort of explained here as well the kind of my my reasoning behind if uh, Zivi, Percival, or or Siliquin made the navigation checks yes. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope you guys feel that that's kind of fair because yeah, if you guys were on your own, I would be imposing disadvantage on you, but I wouldn't. Yeah. But then again, you're going to be using Rana anyway, so it really kind of it's a moot point. And he's got advantage as well, so that helps. Mm-hmm. But I think I think we should travel at normal pace for the first leg and then fast for the second leg fine that seems like a reasonable where does the second leg start from yeah so legs so legs being lesser sort of division of the distance is more just a division of different boundaries okay so for rana it's when he when he leaves his home territory he would have to start another leg of the journey or if in any case you switched from one dc to another dc you'd have to make another one just to work out how well you deal with the change in terrain Mm mm-hmm while it might in some ways be a little bit more convoluted, it hopefully will make it a lot easier to just get the yeah, yeah get a lot there. smoother. I'm good with that if, you, if that's what you want to yeah, do. I'm good with that. Let's go. Let's Sounds get good. moving. Yeah. So the next thing to sort of consider, you guys had started considering it, was the question of supplies. Do you have enough for an eight-day journey? We have enough food. Yes. Uh, Food-wise, uh, yes. yes. But what about? Cool. We have enough slosh lotions. Just double checking. Uh, okay, so I have twenty-four, fifteen, fifteen. But um, so what we yeah. what we can potentially do? I do also have insect repellent insect incense. Um, insect repellent incense? insects. Yes, insects. It, incense. Could we not just use one of those in the boat that we're in to? Because like, it's me, you, and Rana. So really, in the boat, it just needs. To I mean, we you. are we're traveling. But I mean, they basically they they last for eight hours and they repel normal insects within a twenty foot radius. Well, you can use that at night. So if you use that at night, so that you can, but you could then say that if that accounts for one of those basically wards a group of sleepers for one night, mm-hmm. then you can say that you only need to use half the number of insect repellent lotions. Well, this well, this is just it. Each insect repellent application lasts twenty four hours. Um, so there's how would you do it? It depends. Places yeah, whether DM difficulty. was happy to split them, like you know. Yeah, and are we going to need the insect repellent when we get to the coast because we're out of the jungle at that point? So if we don't need it, don't need it for the second leg. To be honest, you do raise a good point. The insect population would generally be a bit not obviously non-existent, but in Port Nianzara in particular, there's nothing about having to make the same constitution checks you have to make in the jungle. So. Yeah. I think, to be honest, that logic is sound. Is that actually, yeah, on the coast, it's probably a reduced risk. So as long as you make the first leg of the journey without any major hiccups, um, then actually probably you would be fine. Mm-hmm. We, we do also have access to both Zibi and I can do lesser restoration. So I think between yeah. us, we can do four tasks. Even if we get diseased, uh, mm-hmm. we can use spells to cure it, even if that's after the event or we get to the port. And yep. Diseases probably might have, might take a few days to have an effect, so we might not know about it until later. Mm-hmm. Don't forget as well with water uh, to make sure that um, if you know, you've know you got one between the two of you, at least one of you, I know we've got the um, jug now, but at least one of you Creates has you know, the ability to water. create yeah. water. You know, like it makes it a slot spare just I, in case. You know. I have that. Also, it's a ritual for me, so it doesn't cost slots. And I, I've had oh, that good. permanently think, in my level one spells uh, ever since we started. Which I think Zibi yeah. has... I think Zibi's done that as well, yeah. I think. I think we need it, though. I think we both need it to generate enough water. That way we can uh, use the jug... Yeah, create uh, to destroy water, yeah. Other things if we need we to. We can yeah. use the jug to make mayonnaise, and that can count as food rations. 
Exactly. <laughs> and we can also, well, you know. On that note of the jug, are, are you going to use it or are you going to save it? Because obviously it's got its versatility so long as you don't use it. It's very calorific, mayonnaise. It's uh, mayonnaise <laughs> something that's used in Chalk very often in the food establishments of um, towns. I doubt it. <laughs> Probably not. It's just what's in the, it's just what's in the damn thing. <laughs> You were thinking about selling it. make out that it's something we've created and it's this amazing thing and like basically sell oh, it to, come to cities and stores. Are you talking about becoming a, a mayonnaise street vendor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a free sample? It's literally never ending. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just that it's never ending. I mean, it, it produces an enormous quantity of mayonnaise. I mean, even if you were selling it in like, you know, like, like small pots for people to have with dinner... You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to bother. Like, I'm not going to sit down and do the maths. But you've got. You're going to essentially be selling it. Two gallons. You've got ten liters of mayonnaise. You're going to be selling it by the little, the little paper ramekins from uh, McDonald's, just yeah. to give <laughs> to people. Just here, try this. It's great. We could, we could sell it to the taverns, and then like one day's worth of like how much we could sell it to for all the taverns. That would probably actually sort us out financially for a bit as well. You actually <laughs> might have stumbled on the most useful use of that alchemy jug that I did not foresee. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it will pay for our okay. yep. Supply, demand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much on the fence about the jug because whilst it may mm. be worth a lot of money, it is exceptionally useful for travelling in the jungle because it provides food, water, oh, alcohol, so. and oil that you can use to make torches or traps. And mayonnaise. Mm. And mayonnaise. I mean, it seems to me like, in in theory, it's worth. It can make you more money than you ever gain. Yeah, you should capitalise on it. It's going yeah. <laughs> to cut into our condiment business. You are essentially going to try and become one of the merchant princes. Should we just say bugger the adventure? Yeah, should we just say we're going on other people's adventures? We're now just going to go around the entire chalk and promote our mayonnaise business. Selling Silverlights mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Silverlights, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to say anything, guys, but, uh, you know, it sounds good, uh, doesn't it? It sounds good. First of all, you can write the dump, the, uh, the little um, sales spiel for it. He's good at over, you know, overselling things. I, I'm going to have my work cut out working out how people are going to react to you guys trying to sell mayonnaise. And <laughs> well, I, I want I'd this so weapons and I want this armour. Well, I don't really have the money, but I can give you something really special. It'll make you feel good. And it'll make all of your food taste so much nicer. We call it mayonnaise. <laughs> I think I think we might need to do some research as to how much it costs to buy hundreds of small pots, rent a stall, <laughs> buy a grill, and some dino steaks, and then start selling mayo mayo lace. Mayo oh, we could do the, We could do it as a um, eco friendly no no waste thing where people bring their own pots and then we sell it by the you know a certain amount of money per gram. And then they're like, "Oh, I bought this pot," and they're like, "Right, that weighs like fifty grams." So you know. I just, I'm just, I'm just entertained by the idea that you know, several sessions in, and it's just kind of like, oh, so how, how close are they to you know stopping the death curse? No, they've created a monopoly on mayonnaise. <laughs> 
gave them I gave them an <laughs> alchemy jug and that's what they did for them. <laughs> and also if you if you pay us, if you hide something in the mayonnaise, if you really have something secret um Steve. you can vent out like hiding it in our special special mayonnaise pot. Silver Light yeah. Enterprises are not responsible for any wear and tear caused by being hidden in mayonnaise. Exactly. <laughs> It has great potential to also, because, you know, we could, we can alternate between, uh, between mayonnaise, um, and poison. So, you know, we can, mm, if true, we can, you know, poison we can, you know, do you, do you have, do you have a lover that's upset to you? Is your husband playing away? Um, do you desperately want your elder, your elder sister's inheritance, for example? Um, then buy, then then buy buy Silverlight's one hundred percent guaranteed lethal poison laced mayonnaise. This um, is this is what I love about this is what I love about D and D. I had this little plan starting to form of you know just what you guys would do when you got back to Portney and Zaro, like uh, just the sort of the key chain of events of things that you would do. And no, it's fucking mayonnaise. <laughs> It's all right, champs. I'll whip up a business plan for lunch. Yes. In fact, also, <laughs> Kanga, Kanga comes and finds you, just being like, "So, what's the progress?" <laughs> I'm now a mayonnaise baron. Let you get in on the bottom floor. Come on. It's, it's, it's interesting, but it's even like the the possibilities are, are even greater because if you look at what it can make, it can make it can make twelve gallons of salt water. Like we could. We, we could build people swimming pools, like or like you know, like jacuzzis, and then just we could just fill them in, like you know, just one day, just you know, all sorts of things. Yeah, we could do all sorts of things. We could start a business, um, uh, like gold plating, crappy jewelry by using the salt water and electrolysis <laughs> to uh, electroplate everything in gold, like the ancient Egyptians did, uh, and then we can sell it. For what else we got? We can do all sorts of things. Um, but we oh, can't do that. Lord. Rana, I was going to say, I was going to say, for that, you would definitely need some sort of intelligence check to work that kind of thing out. Yeah, <laughs> we Rana. have vinegar, so we could pickle things, and we could like, therefore last longer and store. We could do all oh, sorts. Portland like, Zara, Portland pounds, Zara has no idea what's about to hit it. Exactly, <laughs> they cannot say no to us. It's something different for every place. Oh, lordy. <laughs> okay, right. Anyway, so given that we have. Um, address the issue of the party supplies. Um, Rana, can you please make me your first survival check for the first leg? Um, 23. 23. Okay, so you were moving at a normal pace, weren't you? We were. Yeah, I, think so. yeah. I regret saying that now after seeing my roll, but yeah, yes, we were. <laughs> Isn't that always the way, though? Yeah. <laughs> you manage to shave two days off of your journey as a result of your excellent navigation. Much better coming back the way. Um, well done, Rana. You can tell you're improving on this. You're getting more confident, all, aren't you? It's all downhill uh, to the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> as you're travelling down the Shoshan Star, so the Shoshan Star is, again, it's a little bit of an odd river because the majority of it is practically unmoving. So when you say it's all downhill, it's... you genuinely cannot like really tell the difference of which way it's going it does however the rain lessens on uh, the second day and i would imagine somewhere around the sort of third day just past the wreck of camp righteous 
one or two sort of maybe small herbivores have moved into the area, sort of chowing down on some of the vegetation. But just past the Camp Righteous, you drop um, Yoka. Is there anything particularly you want to say to Yoka or anything you want to roleplay out with him? Or do you just want to kind of kick him out of the boat and say, get out of here? Rana, can you tell him as well? As, um, he needs to remember we treated him fairly. We we could have hurt him, we could have starved him, and we could have treated him like a full-on animal, but we've treated him with respect and we fed him. Um, can you make sure he remembers that and tries a little bit, if he can, to respect us? And if he tries to get people to come after us, then we will fuck him up. In Goblin, as he heaves, uh, <laughs> as he heaves the yoker over the boat, and then uh, as he cuts the bonds on his wrists, he says, "Um, you know, you are free to go. I suggest that you run quickly. This one, and he hooks a finger over his shoulder. That's uh, a soliloquy. I smile. <laughs> has been has been sweet on you ever since she first laid eyes upon you. Where she comes from, they kill those they wish to mate with." Behind him, I've got my thumb stuck out and I'm doing a line across my throat. (laughs) (laughs) Rana, like, widens his eyes, widens his eyes, and then, like, you know, like, looks over his shoulder with his eyes wide, you know, basically saying, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking this is definitely going to be an intimidation um, with advantage because (laughs) Siliqui is unexpectedly un. un uh, unrealizingly helping you. I think so. <laughs> uh, I've got a uh, 13. I've got an 8 and a 2, so 10. Oh, an advantage, you said, didn't you? Uh, oh, yeah, no, you so it was. Yeah, no, so Rana, Rana was making the advantage. You didn't yeah. need to. Um, but thank you for rolling anyway. <laughs> so, so 13. Yoka, again, he looks at you and is. There's clearly a bit of terror in his eyes where he's just kind of like trying to put two and two together, trying to work out, is, is he is he yanking my chain? And you can see he just sort of... I'm staring at him without blinking behind him with, with wide eyes. He just sort of, he shakes his head and just <laughs> turns and legs it into the forest. But not before you see him sort of turn, raise one of his arms and make a very rude gesture back at you guys. You know, I think I'm going to miss that goblin. <laughs> Rana turns and says, do you mean with your crossbow? It wouldn't surprise me, actually. I'm going to let him live today. (laughs) I like like the idea that Percival's just kind of like, I'm going to miss him. Rana turns and he's just with the crossbow drawn. (laughs) (laughs) Just already aiming, just like, I'm wobbling too much. (laughs) It's a bit windy. (laughs) Too many trees. Right. Back on the boat. Back on the boat. Okay. So... With that particular um, uh, inconvenience, I suppose, uh, dropped off, you continue on your way. About the fourth day, there is an encounter, and it happens around the sort of... It looks oddly familiar. There's the mangroves that you guys had seen before, where the statue was, yes? Um, You haven't gone into it. Um, Rana has steered you around it, sort of... Not exactly, maybe. Well, actually, no. Maybe he is steering you through it this time. Um, but you get out the, you come out the other side, and you find yourself on a stretch of river. And I am just going to change your screens here. 
the river is a lot cleaner than it actually is, so pay no attention to it. Frankly, and we're and we're swimming. And you're, no, you're swimming. Boats. What? No, no boats. No, you're on boats. I'm at the edge of my boat. You're on a boat. On a boat. Ah. <laughs> oh yeah, Brana, yeah, Brana, you are you are on a boat. Oh, because I'm at the front. There's no boat beneath my feet, so it just it just looks like I'm standing in the water. Next to the water. <laughs> it does, yes. Well, Rani, you did say you wanted yes, to be at does. the front. You had the choice, it and does. you chose to go to the front. <gasps> oh, it does. Sorry, I was just moving around. Okay. Pop the back on there, because I'm pretty sure, pretty sure you guys should be. Yeah, there we go. Yep, oh, got you guys grouped gone. together. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it is rapid? Excellent. So, it's, it's rapids, isn't it? <laughs> it is not rapids. Um, as you guys are sort of making your way down, you notice ahead of you that there is another canoe making its way upstream towards you. Mm. Uh, should not the goblin be out of my boat, by the way? Oh, yeah. Pardon? Oh yes, he should be. Sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. I popped him on there and forgot to take him off again. Remove him. Just... <laughs> I was, was going to say, actually, in that respect, should we be a little bit more spread out so there are rather than three people in one canoe and one person and a chicken in one? Yeah, in I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with my chicken. Thank you very much. I bet you are. But <laughs> <laughs> can I go in with She's got big, maybe. Uh, she's a rose. Right. She's got big, big feet, isn't she, Polly? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I could go with Zibby, uh, though, and that way me and Zibby between us can share the rowing and also I get a break. Yeah, you that know, makes sense. It, it depends whether um, Rana can cope with Percival on his own. Rana thinks Rana will manage. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to stick me in the boat like with Zibby, that'd be cool. What happens to the third boat, then? Hmm? What third boat? I thought, I thought we had three. No, you There's had two boats. boats. No, we've only got two. There's two. We've got yeah, two yeah. boats. Yeah, you only and had two. a boat that's coming towards us with... Sorry. Initially, Ra- you had you had Inette and Undral in the other two seats. Inette is now dead. Undral's at. Um, All right, don't remind me. I, I still have. Um... Rana, Rana struggles with numbers when he can't see his hands. <laughs> Fair enough. All or none. <laughs> What's in between? <laughs> um, yeah, basically, if you chuck Siliqui into Sibby's boat, that's basically all. Uh, hang on, I need to just quickly. Sorry, have um, we ruined the entire night now for you? Have we? Uh, yeah, you just—you've completely. Do you know what? I don't <laughs> want to play anymore. Uh, <laughs> I quit. I'm out. <laughs> That's just like you, Greg, throwing a strop. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have the patience of a saint. Um, <laughs> Very impatient one. Um, can Very I go, impatient, yes. Is it annoying? Is, will it be annoying if I go behind Sibby? Because that way it opens up my view a little bit better with the dark vision. I mean, I suppose you can. Um, if, I think you. you guys can You guys can move your um, characters on the boat, so feel free to yeah, move them can. around. It's just, as I've grouped them, I can move I'm them. I'm just currently stood on Sibby's head. He wants to move forward slightly. We're not doing that thing again. <laughs> there is an attractive man and a dinosaur in the other boat. There is indeed. <laughs> oh, yeah, the boat attaches. Um, yeah. There, there we go. go. Right. Okay, yep, yeah, that works. More, more or less. Snug. Keep your hands, feet, and chickens inside of the boat, please. Totally. I love yeah, the distance between Garner and Percy in their boat. It looks like they're about to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, Rana, it's not like I smell or something. <laughs> 
Connor studiously stays silent. <laughs> okay. As you are heading down this stretch of river, the sun is shining uh, above you. It's a lovely day. Insects are buzzing, but, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. You start to get a bit used to the, uh, the wildlife that buzzes around you. And ahead of you, there is a canoe with two people in it. Well, people might not be the right way to describe it. One of them certainly seems to be a human with dark hair and beard. But the other one appears to be, as Rana was saying, a sort of like a dragonborn, but more like a more like a dinosaur than a dragon. Like he's got a sort of an odd head crest, but he's humanoid and wearing leather armor. They're paddling on down the river once they jump out of their boats quickly. Hold on, let me just fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when this damn thing. I've got to, I've got to click both of them, or else the damn thing glitches. Yeah. Um, hang on, put it again. Just make his boats shrink. There <laughs> we go. Made their boat shrink slightly. I don't know. I t- no, I didn't make, I didn't make that boat shrink. It's just, it's just the best way to make the boat occupy three spaces so three people can sit Fair in enough. it. So yeah. it does make the boat look a little bit small. Yeah. Anyway, no, that's fine. there is a passing place. Are you going to let them? Are you going, or are you going to sort of barge on through? Uh, no, no. I, I, I think we should greet them as I they think, come. Yeah, uh, and we should ask yeah. them like, like how the how the trip's been. Because if you know, if I don't know, there's like thirty crocodiles just behind them. We might like to know about it. Yeah, uh, and where they're going? If they're going somewhere like Camp Righteous or somewhere, we can tell them that it doesn't exist. You know, and <laughs> okay, so, yeah. we'll, we'll, uh, so. We'll, we'll hail them. We'll say hi in the boat. Um, or hoy the boat, or however you hail another nautical vessel. Um, Hello! Mm-hmm. Hello! Do you speak common? As the boat approaches you, um, you see the... Is it Silurian? Is that the way of describing a sort of... I think it's Silurian? Is the way to describe sort of somebody that's kind of scaly? Anyway. Um, Saurian. Saurian, that is the word. Um, like dinosaur, but not saw. Yeah. <laughs> are they, yeah. Like, like, like lizard folk uh, race choice, you can be. It's sort of, except it's very clearly a dinosaur as opposed to. So the lizard folk are kind of humanoid with snake like faces. This is what invokes in your mind is a dragonborn, but it's not a dragon, it's a dinosaur. And this individual in the front, he raises an arm in greeting, but he doesn't say anything. And Rana, as he comes past, you, oddly, uh, on the wind, get a smell of honeysuckle. The man in the back, he nods and just says, "All right." It doesn't <laughs> appear. It doesn't appear to want to say much more. Does does the smell of honeysuckle mean anything, or does that have any um, significance to Rana? Uh, you can roll a. Uh, what kind of roll would this be? Roll a perception check for me. Uh, 22. 22, okay, So, what's odd about the honeysuckle is, well, for, for one thing, it's at odds with the rest of the smells of the jungle. You're quite used to the sort of muddy, earthen kind of smell of the jungle, the sort of humid smell. So the honeysuckle is quite peculiar, and you pinpoint it to, it's coming from the dino kin, so to speak. Uh, dino born, there we go. Rana calls out and says, uh, where are you headed? If you are travelling to Camp Righteous, um, be wary. Uh, 
the camp has been overrun and all have fled further south. The man in the back of the boat listens to what you say and simply says, we're simply travelling further inland. We seek something of great importance, I hope, but we are not travelling to Camp Righteous. Thanks for the warning, though. Maybe we can help. I do not think you can help, but it is kind of you to ask. Rana sort of leans over his shoulder and uh, mutters to Percy in the boat and says, do you think they seek what we seek? Perhaps. It's no bad thing if they do, because we're all trying for the same thing, right? I'm Siliqui, hello. Um, I was just wondering if um, maybe we can make your job a bit easier and maybe you could help us as well, perhaps. Um, You know, I'm sure you're good people. I like to think I'm good in my own way. But, again, there is nothing I think that you nor your friends here, kind as it is to offer, there's nothing you can help me with. Perhaps uh, you could tell us of what was what's uh, going on further downstream. Obviously, we don't want to ride into any goblin attacks or anything like that. We're also very new to the area. We haven't really been um, around here much. We're, um, we're not from these parts, so it's all quite new. You don't say. I'm very sorry. I, I hope we haven't caused offence by talking to you. Not at all. Not at all. Just... Just on my way, trying to, well, trying to move on. Can I uh, work out at all, uh, like, who they are, what what they look like, anything like that? Do, like, is, Am I seeing anything uh, Roll me about them that's an a bit weird? an insight check. An insight check? Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, it, it's a straight 18. Straight 18, Akidokes. Um So, uh, sorry, remind me again, what were you looking into? You were trying to recognise them um, or work out what they were yeah, doing? Yeah, I I mean, is is there... Do, do I recognise the guy? Do I, do I... Either of them? Do I... Un, is there anything I'm picking up from them? Not especially. The Dinoborn is quite peculiar. That's quite a that's quite a rare sight. So if you think that sort of dragonborns are, you know, known of but rare, a Dinoborn is practically unheard of. Mm. Um, so that is quite that is quite peculiar. Um, but the man, the man, he does seem familiar, but you just you can't place your finger on what he reminds you of or who he might remind you of. Ah, I'm, I'm just wondering, but uh, have we met before? You seem awfully familiar to me. I doubt it. Very much so. I, to be honest, have lived in Short for many years, and if you're newcomers... Oh, I've been all over the place before. It's, um, it's, it's just one or two of us who are newcomers. You can see this man here, he's a born and bred native. Indeed. How do you do? Say hello, Rana. Rana, Rana says greetings. <laughs> uh, Rana, just out of interest, Rana says, "Do you speak Chelton in Chelton?" The man just sort of looks at you curiously and says, "No, I'm. I don't know what you said there." Rana, Rana says, "You say you seek something to the south." 
perhaps you seek what we seek also? Then not in Charlton. I very much doubt that. Rana says... No. No, Rana doesn't want to say that. Uh, Can I just (laughs) ask, has the the dino person, have they spoken yet, or has it just been the man? It's just been the man. The dino is is looking at you guys and is sort of is paused. He's clearly sort of taking a bit of a rest. Does he, look frightened, or does he look Does he look frightened of the man that he's with, or does he look kind of no? Like we're annoying. He seems. Oh, I mean, you can make you can make an insight check to see sort of what he's thinking and feeling. Mm. Oh well, I'm really really good at that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, neither confirm nor deny if he is scared of the man. Is, <laughs> oh, there's five insight, wasn't it? So that's eleven. Yes. Yeah, it's actually you. You can see he's very much at ease. You know, he's he's okay. you know he's taking the opportunity to rest his arms. He's looking at you with what you think is curiosity. Again, it's a little difficult to tell with the different sort of facial features. I'm going to speak to the Dino Man then. I say, um, "Hello, sorry, I didn't hear you. Uh, did you did you tell your name? I'm Siliqui. I'm sorry to disturb you. Um, what's your name?" He looks at you, mm-hmm. and he just stares. And after a second or so. The man at the back says, His name's Dragon Bait, and you won't get much out of him. At least, not in the way you'd understand. Oh, uh, what um, what language does he speak? Speaks a language of his people, but it's too high-pitched for us to hear. Instead, he produces smells. And Rana and Percival, you now get the smell of sort of mossy wood which again seems to emanate from the dino-born. <laughs> so what do the um, smells mean? What do they translate to? The first smell was lovely, and this smell, it smells... Um, it takes me back to times, but they're both lovely smells. What, uh, what is he saying now? That's less what he's saying exactly, and more his, more his emotions. Are they good emotions? I'd say so. But if you smell something like, well, ash, you better start running. Run. Okay. <laughs> Point received. Percival, don't talk too much. Don't wind him up too much, okay? We're on a boat. We don't have running legs. <laughs> Where are you headed? If you don't mind me asking. We're going to Port Niazaro. As I said, we... Uh, we're new to the area and we're um, exploring slowly, but there's been much damage in the small parts we have explored so far. Um, have you been around these parts much? Have you been further than Camp Righteous before? Oh, I've been to a fair few places in Chult, but not all of them. Uh, would you mind me terribly asking about a couple of places that we um, that we hope to find at some point? Would you mind me asking if you know the whereabouts of them? If you like. Um, have you heard of uh, Nangalore? Or a, or a longer at all. Why do you wish to find Nangalore? I was assisting somebody who would like to know uh, the whereabouts. I, there, there's nothing for me particularly other than um, me helping somebody else find the whereabouts. That's my, that was my only task, really. We're trying to map the area, you see. Yes. <sighs> he sort of sighs, shakes his head and looks to you again and says, Nangalore is a death trap. You will find nothing but your destruction there. And Oralunga is a myth. It does not exist. You would do better to go back to civilization. 
leave these parts. And he sort of moves as if to start paddling. Rana, Rana says, what of the heart of Uptau? The heart? Rana nods. That's easy. You're going the wrong way for the heart. You want to go to the Aldani Basin, far to the south. On a day like today, you would be able to see it. Have you visited the heart? Not to the inner sanctum, but I have seen it. and been close enough to know that the area around it is heavily, shall we say, infected. And he sort of glances to the uh, eastern bank. Do you mean by these undead folk? Yes. My subtlety did not get across. I do mean the undead. Okay, it's a terrible affliction. Um, and the, you said about the Nangalore, about the, the demise. What If we did have to go there, what would we ex- be expected to face? What is actually there? What creatures and monsters? To be honest with you, it is better you do not know. So I shall not say. Be best getting back to Portney and Zara. And at this point, he's nudged Dragon Bait and has just started paddling along. Fair travels to you. As he goes past, uh, Dragon Bait lifts his, lifts his hand and you smell what seems to be sort of like the smell of falling rain. And it's just sort of fallen on dust. I believe it's called Petricorn. Mm-hmm. It is. And the man sort of just calls back. I wish you well. Good luck. Travel safely. Thank you very much. I uh, I appreciate the help. Look after yourselves. They, uh, the two of them and their boat, just slip into the mangroves and out of sight. So, obviously, the Nangalore and Orolongo are two of the places in the thing that uh, Leric wants us to go to. Yeah. Um, so, there's probably reasons... I don't know if they're, they're probably full of treasure or something, or you know, mythical treasure, or you know, there's myths about them or something that um, he wants us to go get ourselves killed trying to find where they are. For. Oh yeah, he, he said um, that there were there were treasures there. Yeah. So. Um, and he mentioned the hearts. So I guess we, are, we, are we just carrying on? That would be unless unless you want to go after them or anything like that. You can yeah, just continue on your way. Um, I don't think there was there was anything else. That's bugging me, though. That that encounter bugs me. Like there's yeah. something we didn't find from it. <laughs> I still want to know who the dino person is. Well, I suppose none of us speak his language anyway, so it's not even well, a chance. I mean, we, could have, we could have tried... Percy could have tried to make some smells to see if they were... <laughs> good at you, can't, you can't see, but I'm just... I've got a big grin on my face right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I mean, I. You know, it would have gone wrong. Percy would have probably made the wrong smell and then we'd been in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I but think... I've got my perfume here. <laughs> and, and and I have some snuff and, and tobacco. What's wrong? So, are you guys <laughs> going to continue on your way? Uh, uh, um, yes. Lama? Yeah. Yeah. One, mm-hmm. just briefly, the. Yes. What was the, what was the man dressed in? Uh, he was dressed in leather armor. Oh, hang on, mm-hmm. let me just bear with me. I'll find his article. Uh, so many damn bears in this jungle. <laughs> and in this boat, what's going on? So, for a description, he was a tall, fairly pale-skinned man. Um, he had light blue eyes and shoulder-length dark brown hair and a goatee. 
Um, and he normally is, is it a goatee? That sort of that beard that just kind of frames the mouth. That's a goatee, yeah. isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I did get that right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he was wearing sort of studded leather armor with some sort of curious symbols that were etched into the metal claspings. Do we recognize the symbols? Make a history check. Oh, I was just thinking that he might history. be something to do with the wizard oh. that went missing. Mm, oh no, but the wizard died, didn't he? Oh god. The wizard, the wizard was dead. And I'm useless. I've just thrown an eight for history. I don't even know who yep. else knows history. I've thrown terribly. Uh, I'm not terrible. Uh, you did get, uh, you did sort of all, you would have all seen them as they went past, so if you want to make another history check, you can do. Um, okay. what's your, pl- what's your, uh, modifier? Or would it be Arcana? No, it would be, symbols. it would be history. It would be history. What's yep. your, um, what's your modifier for history, Percival? Two. Oh. What about, uh, what's his face, Sibby? I'm sorry, Silicon, uh, are you metagaming? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all saw it. I'm just wondering if it's worth me rolling again or whether it's worth one of those two rolling for the advantage. 18, oh, right. 19, 20. Percival <laughs> took it upon himself to roll again. Yes, very nice. Um, <laughs> but with that 20, nope. Still doesn't know what their symbols are. Tits. Can, um, can Siliqui do a rough little paint, a little drawing with her paints on her thing to ask uh, in case she wants to ask somebody later on when she gets to Portney's Arrow about those symbols. They're very quick to whip these paints out. Very. It's just out. They're like little pocket paints that just sort of she's just got, spring yeah, out. Is there anything she's got them? She's got a couple of char- bits of charcoal in her pocket, you know. Yeah. Literally, uh, just a yeah. sketch of the outline. Yeah. Yeah, by, by all means, you can make a you can make a little sketch of what you remember of the symbols, um, to sort of if you want to ask other people about it, which I assume is what you're after. At some point, yeah. Thank cool. you, thank you. So, you continue on down the river through Rana's expert navigation, so you are able to make it the rest of the way. Mm. Rana, can you make me a second check for the second leg of the journey? Oops. Uh, with advantage? No, not with advantage. And this time you went fast. So I don't yeah. get advantage. Uh, I get advantage, but I don't get any pluses. So ten straight. Yeah. Ten straight. Okay, thanks. So there's a little bit of a close call there. <laughs> there is there is a moment when you come out of the jungle and you're just kind of like, ah. Oh, we can feel there's a bit more there's there's a bit more open, you know, the, the claustrophobia of the oppressive trees sort of lifts and you see ahead of you this sort of bay. And there's just this moment where Rana's just kinda of like, Where the hell are we? Um <laughs> But he quickly reorientates himself, follows the correctly follows the eastern uh, shore, not the western shore, and makes his way round to Portney and Zaro. You mm-hmm. have you have no particular... Wait, hang on. Were you guys going at a fast rate or a yeah. normal fast. rate for the second rate? Fast. fast. Oh, in which case you do. You managed to shave off another day of the day of the journey. Hey. Um, so the journey, which should have taken you eight days, apparently took you... Uh, how many days did I say? Five. 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 Yeah. Hey, yeah. So that's basically Very the nice. extra rations we just got from um, Rainbow. Yeah. So basically we should use those. That's fine. Nice. Which definitely gets you there a lot faster. There may, there, may, there may be a little bit of tinkering with that, I think, just to just to make sure it still seems a bit realistic, because it seems a bit odd to have taken 
what was effectively, I think, like a week or so to get here and then five days to get back. But then I suppose you were retracing your steps. We did get lost so three times on the way there as well. Three that separate times. So much. Also yeah. going with the flow as well. Yeah, yeah. that too. Well, and on the way there, none of the rest of us had seen the direction before. I know Rana got lost, but on the way back, there'd be things that all of us recognised rather than just Rana because we've been that direction. So um, you can kind yeah, of so start. it being a bit quicker. <laughs> you make it back to Portney and Zaro and you are able to find the sort of... the. The makeshift wharfed. It's not a very, it's not a very pretty thing. But you manage to uh, re-enter the city through the old city, and I think that will be a good place for us to stop off for the night. Cool. Mm. 